Okay, so uh, beyond this podcast, you guys know that I'm also a teacher. I teach about geography and environmental and economic issues are very important to me. And so I actually have a startup. It's uh, like an Uber for everything or an Airbnb for everything. So on Airbnb, you could rent out your house. Well, on Renta, you could rent out any good service or space. So if you have a wet vac or a pressure washer that you're not really using all the time, rent it out. Or if you are a jujitsu black belt and you offer private lessons, you could rent that out at any price. Or if you have gym space, you could rent that out. Or if you're a nutritionist on the side. The idea is I wanted to help freelancers make money and you keep 100% of everything that you ask for. And uh, the idea is to reduce consumption and keep money local. You could also look at it as uh, the next generation of Craigslist. And so if you like the podcast and you kind of trust me, I would love if you check out the app and download it. If I become rich, we could just keep making fight content all the time. So uh, give it a look. Renta, that's R-E-N-T-A-H.com. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, so we're in a little bit of a lull with UFCs. Not that there's not UFCs, but there's no big fights happening right now. Yeah, a lot of these are like nice fight nights. And I feel bad a little bit because I feel like I should be watching them, but it's also just been feeling really busy. Like, you mm -hmm. know, friends, family, work, sleeping. I don't know. I do feel like I, look, I don't like the term casual, I guess people would say. <laughs> people love that term to like automatically gain ground. Yeah. It's like whoever yeah, says it first to the other, it's like, I've established the high ground. But I'm like, all right, I guess I guess I am a casual. Like, what's the big deal? You know, like at what point, like, what's enough of a sport that you need to know? Like, how much do you need to know about something? Like, do you have to watch every single baseball game or football game? You know, like mm. eventually you understand tactics, strategy. You love it. How much time can you spend? Mm. Speaking of which, let's, uh, I know you started training at the new gym. How's that going? Yeah, I love it. Richmond County, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It was so cute the first day that they opened the gym on Monday. There must be 50 people there from Brooklyn, Staten Island, like friends with the coaches, Coach Edgar and John Burke. It was like very like uh, familial, you know, and uh, even like the main instructor, Edgar, he cried. Not cried, but like, you know, he got broken up a little bit, like talking about like, because I think he had an issue once where he was teaching in Staten Island and then had to leave to Brooklyn. And then anybody that has a business, small business, big, it doesn't matter. Like you understand the ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And then I felt and I felt like he had some big downs, you know, over the years. And then he built him back, built himself back up. And then like to be back in Staten Island and see all those people there. And then plus his son is like an awesome blue belt and teaches kids there now. So I feel like Maybe he feels like he reached a new level and it was just very sweet. And I was like, you know, they always talk about men not showing emotions, they being like society. And I feel yeah. like there was like so many men there that like just felt really good. You know, it was like heartwarming and like we're like emotional a little bit, but it was also like we we're all rolling around wrestling too. It was like hot. It was like, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to continue training with these dudes. I got my ass kicked a bunch. I think there should be a new term for like covid blue belts like that's how i felt like i got there's like a couple like big strong white belts that got like chokes on me like when we started i was like fuck i'm being sloppy like you know and 
And then I did, they were like much bigger than me, but they were like clean and attacked. Like they knew what they were going for. And I was like in a daze a little bit. I was like, fuck. And then, uh, yeah, a couple of blue belts also smashed. And then I started feeling a little bit better and I, I did decently well against some people. So I feel good, but I also feel like, oh, like I don't know where I am right now. You are where you are. Yeah, you are where you are. I know. <laughs> In the end, it's good exercise and it's good friendships. And I like, I feel like I'm getting better, but uh, it was also like a little humbling. Do you feel that way? Like there's like the COVID blue belt thing? Like, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't know where I am. Or is that just a natural blue belt feeling anyway? Uh, I think it's both. Because I feel like, I mean, at least I feel like I'm training enough where it's like it's past COVID. Like everyone that's been training has been training that I've been training has been training with ready regularly. Mm-hmm. No one's like back from COVID per se. So I, I don't know. I don't have any like measuring stick on that. It a lot of the guys nice. at the gym I train at have been rolling the whole time. So when I came back, I felt like I don't know, a couple of weeks of that, but not long. Yeah. I feel like the people I was going against, yeah, have been training and I kind of stopped. I probably averaged like once a week or once every two of the last year and a half. Mm. yeah i feel like i have a lot of make it up to do but now i will it's a good gym it's a big gym i love the instructors like the people just feels close and i think it's very important to find a gym that you just feel really comfortable in where you always want to go so it doesn't feel like work because it will feel like that i feel like sometimes anyway because you're getting beat up a little bit Mm -hmm. so you need to make sure like the other factors are easy for you to digest i guess it's like uh giving kids like bubble gum flavored medicine like you know it's good for you but you still don't want to take it and so you yeah. got to make it like a little bit like tastier so they take it yes and i feel like that's a little bit the same way with like finding the right gym like yeah find those little things that make it a little bit easier for you to come yeah for sure i mean i, I try to like just <clears throat> use like self-talk and just to get myself in the gym no matter what Plus, I feel like for me to go to the gym, I have to like schedule out like work, the kids and stuff. So it's one of those things where it's like, I got to go if all that's being scheduled out. Yeah. If you don't go, then you feel even worse about yourself. Yeah. You then, like, I'm just a shit staying at home or some shit. I already have the time scheduled out for this. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Sometimes it feels good to be a piece of shit, right? Like, why? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm like, like yeah. But then I feel bad. But anytime I, there's a, a good Bruce Lee documentary, Spike Lee did, and Ed O'Neill, Al Bundy from Married mm-hmm. with Children was on it. And for those of you that don't know, he's like a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And he said something that I related to. He's like, I never wanted to go to the gym. He's like, I always had so many excuses. But he, he's like, my one rule was like, just get through the door. And if you don't want to roll, then don't roll. And he's like, anytime you go through the door, it's like, no, I'm going to train. I already made it through the door, you know? And so it's like, I got to try to get through the door. Yeah, I had um, I tried to get into the gym. Was it six days this week? I ended up getting six sessions, but in five days. Wow. That's good. Stellar. And you're motivated too, because you want to get your brown belt and you feel close to it. Yes. Or no. It's also is that like, not part of it is, but like, it's more like my tasks of, who I know is good that I roll with and how well am I performing against them? Like mm. is the black belt that's been tapping me two times every time I roll with him, is he now not tapping me? Okay, cool. Is he like trying now like to, like to make sure he's not just testing waters or something like that? Do I, am I controlling that one guy or whatever it is? I don't know. If there's a guy that I have a hard time tapping, am I now tapping him? 
I kind of measure myself kind of like that. It's tough though, because those guys also get better too. Yeah. That's why I am also excited about this new gym because I'm going against people that I rarely roll against and mm -hmm. that feels good. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, like wh where am I? And since I did train once in a while in Brooklyn, like I have some experience with them. And yeah, I think uh, it's important to have those little goals. Like, all right, yeah, like one guy like tapped me four times. And so like now I know like, all right, next time I roll with him, like mm. I got to bring that down to like two at least, you know, like over <laughs> six minutes, like have like a little bit of defense. And yeah, my endurance is something like I want I want to mm. keep attacking a little bit. I felt like a little bit like I got complacent a couple times just being on bottom. And it was not the right attitude or mentality to have. Mm. And I, I felt like very sloppy. And then I was like, okay, I'm doing this because I'm tired. I'm just going to keep going. Like, I don't care. And I started attacking a little bit more. Even though I was still just as tired, I was like, I'm just going to be up and move slower instead of just being on the ground and not moving at all. Yeah. I was then tiring them out a little bit. Like sometimes, like one of the guys I rolled with, I realized. And so I was like, all right, I got to just get this back into my mindset, you know, mm -hmm. instead of just kind of being like lackadaisical. Plus, this is self-defense. We always talk about that. So like, I don't want to ever be in a self-defense situation where I'm in turtle and I'm on the ground and I'm catching my breath, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm. But we do, the, we do that on the mats. And so mm. like, I, I don't like that. Happen. I did some kickboxing sparring yesterday. My legs are crazy sore and bruised. From getting kicked in the legs? Mm. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate leg kicks. So it's good though. Yeah, I think I'm gonna start some striking too. This jujitsu gym also has some boxing. Nice. So I'm, I'm So what are the things you look for in a gym? Like if somebody is, uh, yeah, so that's what we should get into. So looking for a gym, what do you think is most important? I guess first off is um, I don't know if I should do this because some people think about proximity versus like quality instruction versus what martial art or what combination of martial arts. I guess it really mm -hmm. depends. So for me, proximity is a big deal, bigger than some other things, just because it, it would be too hard to fit in my schedule otherwise. I, I actually put proximity as like number one or one okay. A because like I said about the bubblegum thing, like medicine you need something that it's easier for you to go. Keeps you, you consistent. You do get sore right. and you do get tired and not a lot of people have free time. I don't know how people did stuff in the past. I just feel like it's hard to live like a balanced life. And then like, you know, you take like, if you have to do three hours of instruction, say over three days, like three one hour classes and chances are they'll be longer, like an hour and a half. So say it's like four and a half hours. Then you figure to go there and back and getting ready and then showering and then the laundry that comes with it like mm -hmm. you know three three days of school like three days of jujitsu or boxing or whatever you're doing and you're getting sweaty is like probably going to be like 12 hours of time you know like yeah. considering the travel con considering also being like a little sore sometimes being a little slow maybe 15 minutes extra sleep like it like accumulates a little bit and so if you could save time by being like it being close and you could get in and out. I think that's like very important. Yeah, I, I think today too, the number of gyms is so plentiful that you can find something close to you. Uh, when I started, it was a little bit more spread out. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I, when, I, when I was starting in uh, Staten Island, I had to drive across the bridge to go to Jersey to train. And yeah, how, that was like 20 years ago though, right? Not 20 years ago. Jeez, 15 well, years ago? Old. Yeah, yeah something like that. that yeah so what I was, <laughs> I was we were within 20 percent. 
But, uh, <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. But now, now there's like, I think three or four gyms, but um, I would say the, the second thing I would put it is just to be comfortable with the people. It's good to have like some friends there or mm. people that you like, like rolling with that you like the instruction from, because that'll be the other thing that'll be like, Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to see my friends. You don't want it to feel like school and it's like some gym class and it's just tough. Like, you know what I mean? Where like yes. you're going just for, you want like, you want to have like a nice community, like bullshit a little bit, like learn, you get feedback. Like, cause I'm not learning just from the teacher. I think anybody that rolls, you inevitably roll, learn 50% from the fellow students too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. For sure. And not, not even just the black belts and brown belts and purple belts, but even like some of the blue belts and white belts that you're rolling yeah. with when you're starting. Cause you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't know that. And then you give yourself and each other like little tips and tricks like, hey, this helps me with this. It's like, oh, OK, cool, because we're on the same level. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that'll just only also help your growth, like having that type of like friendship and community. So I don't Actually, know that I mean, much. about Most gyms offer like a free trial class or whatever. And if you do that, I would pay attention to how many people hang out after. Do they close the gym like right after the class is done? Are they trying to boot you out? Or are they like okay with you doing more rounds or are people staying around to hang, talk out? Or just like whatever it is, I, I think that stuff is helpful because then it's like, oh, it's a friendly community. Like, that, that's what I think is a big deal because these are the that- type of people that are more likely to share what they know, show you things. And just in general, it's just nicer to be nice to people. I think that's a great tip because every gym gives a free class. Yeah, see if they're trying to push you out or not because – as a teacher, if somebody wanted to learn extra geography after class, I wouldn't be like, no, you got to leave. I'm like, yeah, we got to we got to learn like, you know, and like what is an extra half hour of sitting around while people are rolling on the mats before you mop it up, you know, yeah. or like leaving one section that you don't mop up and like let them roll there and then mop it up because I feel like, yeah, it builds that like bond. They want to actually they want to study more. They want to practice more. They want to do something. Yeah. And so, like, I think that's important. Now, there's I would also good reasons, though, to close, though, like if, if, you know, you're going in the morning and the instructor's got to go to his job. OK, I get that. Or, exactly. Or if there's, you know, another class coming in or, you know, like there's plenty of reasons <clears throat> for a class to be over exactly when it's over. And you shouldn't also like after class be like, oh, instructor, can you show me this? Like he's not there to give you a private after the class either. I'm just looking for like the classmates. Are they staying after? Are they talking about techniques? Are they exactly bullshitting? That's fine too. But yeah, I definitely don't want it to be like a business. Like they're just all out right after class, like your cardio kickboxing class. So you don't know a single name. You're out right after. Exactly. There's a, there's a balance to it. And yeah, you're right. There's a little etiquette about like privates and stuff mm-hmm. like that and asking the instructor. But I always loved it when like Anthony Buckwood, like he'd always do this. Like he would just he would just sit there on the mats and he'd watch us roll, you know, and mm-hmm. he'd like throw tips out sometimes or sometimes he was rolling, working on his own thing. He'd be like, yeah, let's roll. Like He would roll with us. And so like it's just like, yeah, it just was like a lot friendlier and it just gives a good vibe. Like who doesn't want to hang out with the teacher a little bit later, you know, and mm-hmm. like. You, you get a little bit close. Yeah, I would say if your instructor's rolling with you and catches you with something, you're definitely free to be like, how did you do that? Yeah. That's fine. I, I, th- I, think, I think, if, think if you're just asking your instructor for like, oh, I'm trying to work on my half guard. Can you help me? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah that, that's a good etiquette point. Mm-hmm. 
I, I feel like that's part of the reason I took up smoking. Because whenever I had some teachers that smoked cigarettes, I'd always be like, oh, like, let's give me a cigarette. And they'd be like, all right. And they'd always like, smoke. and then I feel like that's how we would bond. And I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Like, let's talk, <laughs> you know? And then mm-hmm. even when I first started teaching, like I would bump cigarettes off my students. Because I was like, I'm your fucking elder. Like, give me some cigarettes. <laughs> and then we would sit. But they were so happy that we would sit and talk and whatever. But uh, yeah, now I got to change that. But I think, yeah, that extra time with, you know, the teacher and the other people in the class are good. I'd also add onto what you said. I don't think one class is enough before you're going to make a big investment in a gym and mm. like do recurring payments and be there for like two, three, four years. You pay for a month and go 10 times. And if you decide you don't want to go anymore, then don't go anymore. Cause yeah, yeah like w- w- one, one day could be a bad day. Like, yeah, the instructor has another job or uh, there's less people that go to the gym that day or, Mercury is in retrograde or some bullshit, you know? And then like, so yeah, like go to a couple different gyms, see what the vibe is, you know, like try one out once a month. Like maybe you'll pay a little bit extra money for those first one, two, three months because like you're overlapping a little bit, Mm -hmm. but then you'll feel a lot more comfortable with where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, Some people get in the quandary of like, oh, I want to do this martial art and this martial art. And then they're like, all right, well, let's say this school definitely has better jujitsu, but doesn't offer the other martial art. Should I go to this other school that's not as great, but it offers both? And that's always a hard decision. I'm like, I, I don't know. You have to value, like, is doing the two more valuable than doing the one better? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, and, and that's where I would say, we'll go to that gym for a month and then yes. go to the other gym for a month because... Mm-hmm. You might, it's like kids, they're like, no, I want this. And they don't even use it, you know? And so you might realize like, wait up, actually when that boxing class is going on, I don't even have time to go because I'm still at work and I only ended Mm -hmm. up going once or twice. So then you say, you know what? I'll go to the other gym. But when I do want to box once in a while, I'll just get the day passed. Mm -hmm. And I'll go like once, once every two weeks, you know? And then you end up saving a little. You get to balance it out. And then the other thing is like uh, when people decide, about like a striking martial art They're like do i do boxing muay thai kickboxing do i do i want to do workouts or do i want to actually like learn do i want to compete these are all answers you kind of have mm-hmm. to figure out early on because these are different gyms usually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in jiu-jitsu like some people are like oh, i don't want to do gi okay well a lot of gyms are gi exclusive or maybe they only have one or two no gi classes Mm-hmm. there's only one gym i the 10th plan is the only gym i know that does exclusively no gi yeah and the, there there are so many variables and i also don't want people to and i feel like m- worse than anything is people get paralysis by analysis when mm. they don't do anything because there's so many variables and so sometimes it's like just do it just like go and roll a little and then you might realize like oh that's enough for me and maybe right now i'm projecting because i'm thinking of like 30 something year olds you know, like, cause I'm that. And so like, sometimes it's like, all right, come on. We're not going to be champions. Like go somewhere, get a good workout, like learn how to fight, like learn how to defend yourself. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't need the best sometimes. You know what I mean? People have to remember that no decision is permanent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, <clears throat> don't lock yourself up into a contract for three years or some bullshit, whatever it is, but yeah, I think the best would be to test the waters in different places, see what comes out. 
Are there gyms that do that? They'll do like a two-year thing, like lock-in? Yeah, potentially for a cheaper rate, at least a year. I mean, I think every gym does that if you lock in. For oh, yeah. For, for a cheaper rate, yeah, that's fine. I thought you meant like McDojo stuff. Like, no, we need to teach you for a year for you to get this. I've actually like, never done that the, the year. Yeah, me neither. I've always done like month to month just because I, even if it's a little bit more, I feel like it puts the onus on the quality to stay high and you can be out when you feel like it may not be. Like it would be sucked to like go into a gym or even like I've seen gyms where it's owned by like a husband and wife and they divorce in the first three months. And then you're like, oh shit. And then there's all this drama. Who's teaching classes? Is that, you know what I mean? You shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to be locked into something like that. Yeah. People are human. Anything could happen at any time. And you saw that with COVID and natural disasters, something gym could get flooded or get staff infection or something at the yes. gym, you know, like that could go around. So anything could happen. So I think the month to month is good. And I think, yeah, just from me being a kid and seeing Taekwondo, I have a wall up already anyway, mm. when it comes to like, how is the payment working and how is the structure working? But I feel like I've been lucky enough where like every gym I've ever been to, like, I like love the people and I feel like, Oh yeah, this is, fair same and good. i've been a part they of a lot of gyms yeah right like i feel mm-hmm. like for the most part they're open i never went to like any of like those like big big chain ones though like uh gracie baja yeah like gracie baja but yeah some gyms have like certain rules right like you can't wear you have to wear the gi of the school oh yes and you can't train anywhere else like it's a mm-hmm. lot more rigid the politics yes I, yeah, some, some schools are like, you can only wear white gi. Some schools are like, oh, you can't wear blue pants, white top, or, or only white and blue. There's a lot of schools like that still. Yeah, I don't know if I would like that at all. I'm all about discipline, but like I feel like well, let's have discipline in, on the mats because gis are expensive. You know, that, that's like almost mm-hmm. like that could be like an extra month of training. Like I'd rather train an extra month. Like I don't have that much money, you know, like. Well, what do you feel if uh, you don't have to buy the gi from them? You could buy a gi, but you have to patch up. I have to buy the patch and sew it on and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's like also like a little annoying, like, but maybe that, like, that's I don't know if it's too. like, if it's like kids or something like that, I could see that because like maybe you want to teach them some discipline or something. But my cynical nature is like, are you trying to just make an extra $30 per person? Right. And, and then therefore waste like five hours of somebody's day, like getting this and do it. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like so much wasted quality time. Like in my head as like a teacher, like I'm always trying to, yeah, I teach geography. It's not fighting, but like, why would I want to make you waste three hours doing something else when you could do three hours reading geography? You know what I mean? Like doing, yeah. like watching an important, getting better at the subject. And so I feel like let go of all the other bullshit, like train. We had like it should um, be more hours for training. We had Elias on. He does only white keys. Yeah, that made me feel bad about my opinion because I was like, I love Elias. But I also yeah, just same. felt like... I don't love that. I don't know. Maybe it's an yeah. old school mentality. I get the discipline. I Elias mean, is old school. I mean, well, his instructor, his first instructor was Fabio Santos. And I went to Fabio Santos' <clears> school <throat> once and he kicked me out for having <laughs> blue bottom, white top. <laughs> and what did he say to you again? He's like, you can't, what are you, what are you wearing? Uh, this? So you can't come here like that. You need uh, matching. I'm like, oh, I don't have it. Like, this is what I have. This is what I brought. He's like, then you can't go. And I'm like, 
And I thought he was joking. Like I thought he was just kind of being funny. So yeah. I'm, I'm like laughing a little bit. And then he got really mad and like cursed at me and told me to get the hell out. Oh shit. And I was like, oh shit, he's serious. Do you think that's the right approach? No. There wasn't, there <laughs> no, wasn't like any piece of you that was like, oh, I gotta get my shit together. Fabio Santos just yelled at me. Yeah, at the time I'm like, this guy's a legend. Oh shit, I didn't know. I should have, I fucked up. But then again, I'm like, these guys should have told me like we were going from another gym there. And that's already kind of shunned upon at that time. Like all the, all, you know, because it was everyone was a Brazilian back then. You can't go from like one gym to the next. That was like mm. kind of messed up too. So yeah, it was, it was different times. It's not like that now. You think he took it as personal disrespect or you think he was like trying to impart some sort of like wax on, wax off philosophical I knowledge? Latter. I think it was the former, but I think it was also just because like in hindsight, looking at the situation where it was like, I laughed. Like it seemed laughable. Like, oh, you can't wear that. That's like, like, oh, you wore those Adidas to the court? Get out of here with those. You know, I thought it was like that. I'm like, what? This is mine. You know? Like, yeah. I like these shoes. That's what I thought that, he meant. <clears throat> that's a good example of like cultural, like confusion. Because mm -hmm. in New York, we're always busting each other's balls. And I feel like I've definitely had teachers say stuff that's like, oh, you're, you can't like write with that type of pen. And I'm like, what? And they're like, no, right. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like bullshitting. It's like ball busting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you took it as ball busting and he took it as disrespect. And then, yeah, and like, then I elevated. I was like, oh shit. It felt like you wanted to fight me or something. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I feel like you must always respect the instructors and professors. But why would your clothing, like, you know what I mean? It's not like you're wearing like ripped pants and like something that, like, you know what I mean? You're not wearing jeans and being like, like a roll in this. I don't like, know. Maybe they look at it as like you're a projection of them their quality, the cleanliness of it. I don't know, something like that. Like, like I know Elias, like the all white look, like his gym is like all white. The geese are all white. It's like, everything's clean. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like some people are like that. Yeah, I guess the aesthetics. I remember when I first it's, went it's to- It's funny like, with Elias too, because he's all tatted up. And I'm like, I wouldn't ex expect exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, it's so funny. Exactly. When I, when I went to the Sambo gym, that was like the first gym, like I went to and like, and- I was like 26 and the previous time training was like Taekwondo and I was like 12 or something. And then, so I was like, all right, like, so what should I call you? Like sensei or something? Like, you know, like, I don't know what I said, like, mm -hmm. and then it, like, he like looks at me, he goes, just call me Steve. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I like, love, <laughs> I'll, I'll always like, and I like, that made me love him. Like, cause I was like, all right, Sambo Steve. Like, all right, I'll just call you Steve. I mean, I never call him Steve though. I still call him coach. You know, yeah. or something like I will say Steve sometimes, but it's like, obviously there's that respect and I feel like they could sense respect, you know, yeah. me, me and Arturo used to work at a school in the projects called PS 18. And we, we had like the, the head, the head guy was Kevin Harris, but we always called him Mr. Harris and everybody called him Mr. Harris. And he'd be like, no, call yeah. me Kevin. And but everyone called him Mr. Harris. Like, and like, sometimes these like gangbanger dudes would come in, like that were like 25, 30, they probably graduated like 10 years earlier. And they'd be like, Mr. Harris here. Like, you know, and it was like so sweet. Like, it was just like everybody called him Mr. Harris. And yep. you want your school to be full of respectable people. And it will, because as long as you're just like a respectable person, you know? It's funny. We ha I had a conversation like this at the gym earlier about like, like terms of respect for certain elders. Mm -hmm. Like for my wife, 
Uh, Filipinos will call anyone that's like from the previous generation, like their aunt or uncle. It's yeah. like an automatic, like you, you do that. And like, it extends to like even your own generation. If they're a little like older than you, you'll still have like a special term specifically for that as well. It's interesting how, I mean, even in Japanese culture, like it's like, if we're going to talk about Goku, it's like Goku-san. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't call them Goku unless you were like their family, like inside their family immediately. It's the same thing in India. Maybe it's an Asian thing, mm. but uh, yeah, like Gandhi G, like G. Mm. Is that where, it's like, like a mister. Add. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Sir, uncle. Yeah. Mm. And here it's sir. Exactly. It's just, right. you know, you see like the children of military kids, something like, yes, sir. Like, no, sir. Like, you know, and they're like so yeah. polite. But yeah, exactly. That's what you do. Yeah. That adds something. You know, even in India, like the elders, if you haven't seen them in a while, like you bow down and you like touch their feet, you know? And I think oh, there's okay. like, interesting. I didn't like that when I was like younger because like, why? And then like I got older, and I was like, actually, we're not equals. You're 50 years older than me, you know, mm -hmm. and you've like done a lot of things that I've never seen. So what is it to just uh, bow down, you know, and like yeah. do something quick, get some respect. And then I would think most jujitsu schools actually do a bow at the end of class too, still in some degree or like, yeah, something. Like usually yeah. before you go shake their hand, you like bow and then you mm -hmm. shake their hand or something like that's a mm -hmm. common thing. Yeah. There's I think touching the, feet, touching the feet takes it to another level. But yeah, exactly. Why not bow? Why not just do that little bit of extra mm -hmm. respect? It's funny. For Filipinos, the elders, they get, they put their head on their hand like this. You know, okay. Like you grab their hand and then you put your head on their hand, like your forehead. Really? And uh, Darlene's nieces and nephews do that to me. And I love Aww. it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel yeah. like they're like kissing my ring. I'm like, yes, I feel like a king. Yeah, kiss the ring. That's, that's like <laughs> another term. I, yeah, I think it comes down to like, what is your own level of that? And sometimes maybe people aren't used to that stuff, which is why I say sometimes like, yeah, maybe give it like a month, like five, mm -hmm. six, seven classes at a place because you might then appreciate it after a while. And be like, actually, no, you know what? This is like good for me, maybe. Yeah, you learn to respect a lot of different people in different ways, too. I think the overall martial arts <clears throat> experience is a valuable one for sure, in, just in that. Mm -hmm. and, and plus, going back to what you're saying, if you only go one day, you only see the people you're going to train with that day. Mm -hmm. So what happens if the Tuesday class is totally different or the Wednesday class? Because yes. there's like a lot of other people in that Wednesday class and it's like a little bit rowdier or more fun, you know, or the Friday class, like it's like a little bit like aggressive and that's what you want, you know, so... Mm -hmm. uh, or beginners classes so you you get you should try out the different stuff the different instructors or or just be like a little bit of like a ronin i have a friend thomas doyle and brad the i mentioned them and they have a gym in uh yorktown i believe like ronin and the, and the, and they call themselves like ronin martial arts because they were never like oh we're only going to train in this one gym and they often talked about like sometimes the politics of jujitsu or fighting where people are like what what like, you know, like, no, no, you should be doing it here. You should be doing it there. And I love that they embraced it so much and put it in their name. And I feel like that's like the real, like Bruce Lee philosophy, like take something from everybody, you know, and mm -hmm. how else are you going to take something from everybody unless you're mm -hmm. trying out different places? Well, I get how it started and why mm. it started. Cause gym politics were like, don't train at that other guy's gym because you train with me and your belt is under me and you represent me. And I don't want them to have influence over you at all. Maybe they teach you something that I don't agree with. Maybe you like, I get that. 
because back then your business was how you got, how the guys were competing. Nowadays, you can kind of think of it as like, let's say you're a sponsored fighter. Like the gym is like, I don't know, maybe they're making money off of you or maybe they actually just pay you. Maybe the gym is like, oh, we're going to give you this much, but because we're giving you all this stuff, all this, this much, you can't be going doing over that. You can't be doing this and that over there. I get that if they're paying you, like that's kind yeah. of your job. But back in the day, it was different because not only that, but like gyms would have rivalries, right? Like people were mm -hmm. dojo storming. It was like, oh no, our gym is way better than that gym. We beat them at every competition. Don't ever go there. And then all of a sudden it builds an animosity. And so when that, so maybe, maybe now there's a new black belt from that other gym that now carries that same, I'll call it hatred for that other gym. And, they, and this just builds up. And you're in a town that can just build up over multiple <laughs> schools where it's like, no, the, this group of schools, you don't train with those guys. Yeah, I don't know. It, it gets weird. It was mm -hmm. very much like that when Hoyler lost to Eddie Bravo, right? When Eddie Bravo beat Hoyler and made like rubber guard. I remember like, trying rubber guard shortly thereafter at, at a, a gym that i was going to and it was a gracie gym and they're like don't try that rubber guard shit like they were like that's trash and i'm like in my head i'm like yeah we beat hoiler with it what do you mean it's <laughs> but yeah they're like a lot of that stuff was still pervasive even years later i've had teachers they didn't like the rubber guard but they would mm -hmm. still talk about it philosophically that's fine you know? that's fair yeah, exa exactly it's like yeah. i think it's like yeah how, how are they doing certain things is it just mm -hmm. like no no don't even try it yeah but like explain why shouldn't i try like why do you think it is bad like why is it maybe potentially ineffective or yeah i remember like could hurt you once telling me like oh that shit doesn't work it's trash and i'm like what what do you mean it doesn't work it did <laughs> like oh now they know how to defend it it's, it's bullshit now and i'm like i'm like okay so people know how to defend arm bars so i just stop arm barring like i, I didn't understand that <laughs> yeah fuck arm bars yeah i'm like there's a defense for that <laughs> doesn't work <clears throat> yeah so so where are we at so far proximity the people mm -hmm. the instructor yeah you do want the variety of classes some people really want like a lineage with their instructor too like a direct lineage like who did your instructor train under like how that it traces back to like helio gracie or uh, maeda whoever you want to trace it back to like it's nice to have like that lineage traced out some people take great pride in that nowadays that lineage is a lot harder to follow for some mm -hmm. but um yeah a lot of instructors actually will have like posters of each head to trace <laughs> the lineage that's cool i like that for the historical aspect but yeah. i don't know if that would have a huge impact on me picking my gym the, la the last two gyms i've gone to are henzo gracie gyms and maybe like i enjoy the mentality that henzo gracie taught my teachers Mm -hmm. But if they were like not Henzo Gracie students and something else and they taught the same stuff, I would still like it the same. I think that's also maybe like a generational thing. Like we have the internet, like you have yeah. so much access. I'm not going to look up a video from John Danaher. Like I'm not going to look up a video from like, you know, these guys that are like teaching these like Damian Maya. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like all jujitsu. It's just different flavors. So mm -hmm. why, why would you only try one particular? Yeah um is there anything else that i would look at oh cleanliness it's a big one have you ever been in a dirty gym yes yeah i won't I name so. it but yeah <laughs> it has a reputation for lots of ringworm and staff mm. and i've got i haven't gotten staff before but i've gotten ringworm a fair amount of times oh really okay i would I'm say blessed. if you do it 
enough, you'll get about with it eventually at some point. Ringworm is just like athlete's foot, right? It just sounds worse. Exactly. It. Ringworm, is, athlete's foot is ringworm on your foot. Yeah, but ringworm just sounds gross. Like worm And jock itch is like... the same thing. Jock itch is just that you're growing, but it's ringworm. Yeah. Yeah, cleanliness, definitely important. Um, but I feel like cleanliness is... Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised. Like some people don't have the mop, the, the mats mopped after that class. They'll do like, oh, we'll do it in the evening at the end of the night or something. And you're like, hmm, ooh, I don't know about that one. It's so weird to me because generally I feel like it's the students that'll mop and it mm. takes like 10 minutes. You know, like I still mop every now and then I, I take it as like, I want to make sure these mats are clean. <laughs> I, I take it as like the wax on wax off, like karate kid. Like it's good. Mm. It's humble. Clean the mats. Like you work on the mats, like you could wipe them down once in a mm. while. You know, I mean, sometimes I definitely haven't done it <laughs> like whatever, mm. but like I try to and I, yeah. Is there anything else in regards to a gym that is important before somebody starts? If training? they're brand new. <clears throat> I would look into how much the instructor, if the instructor's throwing you into the fire or not and how much. Because I do think, me personally, if I'm your instructor and it's your first time rolling, like first day class, I'm not even sure I'd put you into rolling unless I see how you move in the class. <laughs> like you should almost be taking tabs on how is your instructor teaching you? And that might be hard to do because like it's so much information you're taking in. Mm -hmm. but does your instructor throw you into the fire and under what conditions? Like if he's just let, throwing you into like seven minute rounds and it's your first day, risky. I, oh, but if I they're putting that? you in a situation where you're like, all right, you're in this guard and all you're trying to do is get up and this guy's going to keep you down. If you get up, it's done. And I'm like, okay, like maybe a situation might be appropriate for that person. I think it also matters how many people are in the class. Yes. If, if, it, if it's like a 50 person class and he throws you in the fire, that's horrible. But if there's 10 people there and he throws you in the fire and he's watching you, then I, I feel like that's like, all right, it's good. Maybe he's got a method to his, like, as long as he's watching you, you know, and he like learns yes. your name in a couple days and like mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think like that is also important. And I, I would like to, I would, I've never went to a huge school where there's like a hundred people on the mat at the same time. Mm. I don't think I would ever love that. Like, I think I like like that's when it's like 10 thing. to 10 to 20 people. Agreed. I'm with you on that completely. I'm not, I'm not even opposed to like a five person class. I'm, I'm yeah, I love that, that too. Especially you, over 50 people. I've been <clears throat> in those 50 people classes. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't feel like it's fun. Every, you, you're not getting any instruction that in that you're learning way more from the people you're rolling with. Yeah. I don't know. That feels too big to me. The reason I didn't say five is because then you probably don't have a good business and they're probably struggling. So like I, I want more people just for maybe, them. Maybe you're doing a 6 a.m. class. It's the same oh, okay. five people every time. They're all blue and purple belts. That's awesome. Training. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that I would happens. love that. I definitely think uh, smaller is better. Mm -hmm. And so you, I wouldn't go to like a huge. Agreed. And I would also kind of look. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you may not, if you're going like 10 planet, you don't know who's what belt per se, maybe. But it, it's nice to see like, are you in a room full of all white belts? Do they have a white belt only class? A lot of gyms do that too. Mm. Right. They, they even do that with like striking and stuff. They'll break it up into, you know, beginner, intermediate or advanced or sparring. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. These are things to look into. Like you may or may not like those things. I, I'm depends on the person. Like if I'm a and, purple belt and I'm going to a school and I don't see anyone over blue, 
I'm like, ah, uh, maybe the instructor's gonna have to be really good or something for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's but if you're fair, a white belt, yeah. I mean, even if you're a white belt and you're walking into a gym and there's not a single other white belt, that's still a good spot, I would think. Yeah, of course. I, I think it's also what you said earlier though, like if there are a lot of white belts in blues, like why? Is it that they're starting a new gym and basically it's like an expansion football team. You're building up your graduation class, yeah. you know? Well, I it will say so those are the two most common belts. <clears throat> yeah, I also you also how long the school's been there. Because if it's yeah. a new school, then yeah, of course you're bringing a lot of new students. But if it's an old school and it's all white belts and blue belts, is it that people are leaving him eventually because they feel right. as though that they've like surpassed? So, yeah. And then, yeah, I feel like every, everything is you have to have a deeper value. And so you should always ask questions and you mm -hmm. should try to talk to the instructor and bond with them and talk to the other students, like try not to be too shy. And mm -hmm. I feel like in these communities where you're doing martial arts and fighting people, you already did the hard part of connecting, you know, like you, mm -hmm. like you shared like this, like cool little primal moment. Just ask them like, okay, Hey, like any recommendations that feel like I'm nervous about this or I like this, like, what should I do? Yeah. And you're learning from people that are there that were thinking the same things you were thinking probably a year earlier. Yep. For sure. Have are some gyms work. that still do some interesting practices that some people may not be cool with in terms of hazing. Oh, like when you get the belt, like when you get the new belt, you're saying? In jiu-jitsu, yeah, the gauntlet, how you get your belts, stuff like that can be a, a deal breaker for some. And in a striking martial arts, it'll be like, if you come in on your birthday, are you taking, you know, if you're turning 30, are you taking 30 leg kicks? Like they the do class? that, 30 leg kicks? I mean, I think it's pretty <laughs> common in Muay Thai gyms where it's like, Oh, Muay Thai, yeah. It's your, Those guys it's are your birthday. They all, they, I think everyone in the class gets to take a kick at you. I think that I've even seen like the instructor to get, to get to take your age and kicks on you or until you break. Yeah. The breaking one is cool at the Sambo gym. If it was your birthday, uh, you like rolled until you puked like at least mm. some, but Sambo Steve would do that too. Like everybody would roll with him until he was done. Like, and the goal <laughs> was like, they kind of try to make him puke. And I thought that was like awesome. He would do it. And I feel like stuff, a little bit of hazing is good. You just don't want too much hazing. Yes, he felt, I felt different about it when I was younger. When I was younger, I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm willing to endure because that's, I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, if I was forced to do that, I'd just be like, I'm too old for this. Yeah, it, de it depends the level of hazing. Mm -hmm. But if it's like, all right, no, it's your birthday. So you have to roll till you're like dead tired. Like that's making you a better fighter. You know what I mean? I'll do that on any day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Leg kicks? Like, I don't know. Part of it, yeah, like, nah, I, mm -hmm. I'll take one leg kick. I'll take one leg kick. That's fair. Or like a couple. I'm not taking 30. I'll be dead. Just giving day. it. Yeah. I knew yeah. one instructor who had a nasty leg kick. Like with just one, he can probably floor you. Yeah. No, you have to be like trained and really good to not get floored by his leg kick. And he <laughs> gave it out every birthday there was. Oh, it's miserable. <laughs> I just laugh. It was funny, but like, you're like, ah, shit. Like, I don't know if your everyday Joe is going to want to deal with something like that today. Yeah. There's a part of me that thinks like, all right, if it's a once in a while thing, like a birthday, there is something to like just learning how to deal with pain. That's a yeah. part of martial arts. So it's just like, it's like an annoying lesson, but maybe there's a tiny lesson in it. Yeah. But if it's like, I don't know. You have That's to the only thing trust I can really think of is that and promotions. Person. So it's one of those things where I'm like, <clears throat> 
all right, just don't go on your birthday. You're safe, right? <laughs> yeah. And oh, then I heard, if it's the gauntlet, heard... you'll, you'll know, you'll see the gauntlet. Like, I doubt you're going to be the first one promoted before anyone else. You know what I mean? Like, you'll <laughs> see the gauntlet happen. If you're not okay with it, then I guess leave. Yeah. Leave the I heard after. one thing about promotions that I thought was, like, kind of stupid. So I heard there was one gym. My friend was saying when if you go like they give you stripes based on how many classes you've taken. So you take oh. 20 classes, you get your stripe. And then it's like after 80 classes, you get your blue belt. And he was like, I don't like that because some people might not deserve it, but they're just like going. Yeah. And that kind of like, so maybe like looking at how promotions take place. I feel like maybe I wouldn't like that. If I pre rack I would say the classes is not a bad prereq to have like, Oh, you should have gone to at least 80 classes in addition to being proficient in how I view a blue belt should be. Yeah, but this wasn't like that, I think. This was just... That's crazy then. You go enough and you do it. And it was a good school. It's a great school. So oh. I was like surprised. But maybe it's like they treat their competitors different than regular people training. And so maybe if you're a regular person... Instruction, maybe, they, maybe they've been doing this a long time where they're like, I know anybody after 80 classes is this level. Yeah, maybe. Because maybe they've yeah. seen thousands of students and you're like, all right, like they figured out at the 80 class mark. Like we have to sign into class every class we go to. And I kind of like that idea of like, they know exactly when mm -hmm. we're going every mm -hmm. time. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this guy has been coming five days a week for this long. He probably mm -hmm. feels ready. Like I get that. You could probably use that as a good starting point. What if it's the end all? I don't know yeah. if I would love that. And I'd be like, did I really deserve this? Like, I want to know that I really deserved it. Mm -hmm. It must be also weird too, like taking the surprise element out of it. You're like, oh, I'm coming up on my 80th class. I think if you're keeping track. Yeah, the surprise element, like that, that's like the best feeling in the world. I feel like one of them, when you get your blue belt or whatever, you're like, why? Mm -hmm. Like sick. Like, it's like, and especially if you're out, you've been out of school for a while. Yeah. Like when's the last time you get recognized for something that you've done? you know, and earned, you know, especially if you're like 30, it's like, God, have been, had to have been a while. And so it's like, nice to know, like, all right, like you're working towards something, but there's no, like, you don't know when it's going to happen. And the only way you can guarantee getting it is just working hard. So you just keep yep. working hard. It's kind of a shame that there is, no, not a shame, really. Like the striking martial arts, they don't have like, they just have levels that you put yourself in. Doesn't Muay Thai do belts now? Like, I think I've seen, like, does, does have UFC just write that? trying to implement something like that. I don't think it's been a big thing. Mm -hmm. Well, karate did belts now. Yeah. But no boxing or anything like that. Or I, I like the idea of no belts, too. That's what I loved about Samba. Like, you don't know how good the person is. Yep. Like, you got to respect everybody. Like, so just... here's the funny thing. In 10th Planet, no one's wearing a belt but they still mm -hmm. grade you with belts. Mm -hmm. So I've had so many people ask me after, they're like, man, what belt are you? And then I'll, I'll tell them. And then they're like, oh, thank God. I thought you were a white belt. Or <laughs> it's like they've been measuring themselves on you. They're like, oh my God, do I know anything? Like, it's funny. Like we roll and no one knows what belt anyone is. I'm like, yo, that guy's really good. I'm like, oh, he's just a white belt. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, his leg locks are insane, though. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like in my gym, I have no idea who's what unless, like, you know, I've known them for a month or whatever. Mm -hmm. And catch wrestling, I there's belts. no belts at all. Yeah, I, I, like, I like both 
angles of it. Me you know, too. I, I definitely appreciate both sides. I'm happy that I have a blue, but like I said, I got tapped out by like a couple of white belts last week and I'm like, ah, you know? Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's just normal. And when I was a white belt, sometimes I'd get a tap. I remember when I was a white belt, like I once tapped out a purple belt and it just smashed me right after <laughs> like twice yeah. in a row. So it's like, all right, like whatever. You get it sometimes, you don't get it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, that, but that's all part of the process. I don't know. The way I look at it, it's like at least I had a good workout. Yeah. Do you think you eat better because you train? I think I eat better. I think, uh, I don't know. Like it's, I think it just like helps me with like natural life stuff. Like I think we all have like depression and stress Mm -hmm. from like the world and like being on our phones a lot. Like I'm on my phone a lot, whether it's like working or reading or bullshitting or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so like, Oh, this is guaranteed hour and a half, two hours that I'm not even caring about who's writing me or talking to me it's like it's like just very good so like that's like the most important part for me i feel physically strong so i like the way i look better naked right a good line from american beauty when he's like i want to start working out i'm like why he's like i want to look better naked like you know like so just yeah work out and like have fun and i think i think that's like the biggest impact jujitsu has on me i have more confidence somebody yeah. says something to me or if i feel like i'm in danger like i don't feel I'm in i've so gained much danger a sense of calmness in mm-hmm. every altercation mm-hmm. uh, even i would say like my jujitsu experience because i have more i have more jujitsu experience than like striking martial art experience although i still love the striking martial arts um but even in striking i, I often find that i am way more calm than most opponents i come across Mm. And I think it's just you you're in the fire enough and uh I don't know, there's just no fear. Like you've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little victory I had last week is like after I did get like choked by this like really good like a collar choke or something, like with my jacket. Mm-hmm. They got the move on me again. Ooh. But I didn't tap like i got to the side and i was like oh fuck this is miserable but i was like i'm not tapping to like it was a similar joke not the same exact thing mm-hmm. and i was just like fuck this hurt like it hurt like you know like my gi was going into my neck this is like a power lifter type dude that's been doing jujitsu for like eight months you know and he has my jacket and a rope like anybody could hurt anybody if they fucking are choking you like that you know and i got out of it and it wasn't like I did good. Like I survived, I breathed, I thought, and I think, yeah, I think that's where you get that calmness. Like you have to be a little bit meditative and I'll never forget the first day I trained anything. I tapped from top pressure, just somebody on top of me. Mm. And they're like, all right, get, get, get out. And like I couldn't get out. And I was just like tired. And I was like, get off me. Like I'm done. Like I felt claustrophobic. And then I was like, okay, like that's good progress. So yeah, I, but I think, it's good to think about those things before you even go into the gym. And I'm only talking to like novice people here, like people that haven't mm-hmm. played sports. Like I said, I feel like 30 or younger that want to develop some sort of confidence. You may not realize like what kind of confidence you're getting, but you're definitely getting it. Cause I feel like in this world now, like we're just bombarded with so much information and everyone's like insecure. I'm secure that are in college. Like I have this student, like she was on zoom, like, you know, and she's like, yeah, I don't really have many friends. And sometimes I want to go up to like other girls or people and be like, oh, it's like a pretty outfit, but I won't because I'm afraid they might think I'm weird. And like in my head, I'm like thinking like, 
you think you're being weird even by like saying that like you know like little things like that and i feel like there's definitely something to like wrestling and fighting and realizing like oh yeah a lot of things don't matter like you know like mm. just it comes subconsciously but it, it does happen and yes i feel like it might give you that little bit of edge i'm not saying it's going to make you like james bond but it might be like oh yeah like oh that's nice that you did that like that little extra tiny bit of confidence could change everything in yes. your life you make a friend and then you have a better friend and then just things are better yeah yeah i think um in training you don't want to kill your partners sparring and stuff there's something about like you'll value other people a lot more because of martial arts. It's kind of weird. And like, you can learn something from every sparring partner you have. It's an interesting experience for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your confidence and for sure. One of what you mentioned earlier, sometimes the instructors have other jobs, you know, and it's like people yeah. are teachers, people mm -hmm. are managers, people yeah. are like doing so many different things. And especially in New York, like, you know, one of the first things like sometimes people ask you, it's like, what do you do? And they judge you based on like money and status. Yeah. And and definitely in jujitsu, like I feel like once you're on the mats, like those things don't matter. Mm -hmm. It's like, how hard do you try? And so you're like judged on like a better version of yourself rather than like, oh, are they handsome or good looking or like rich or like... You don't really know any of those things like, oh, that person like fucks me up or that person goes hard or that like, you know, like it's just like mm -hmm. it's more uh, fundamental, I think. And I like that. Like, yeah, that's my favorite part of it, actually. I think like, the, <laughs> fight, the fight club side of it, like, yeah, you're all like equal in a sense, you know, like you're better. Yeah, you can be training not... with all these different sorts of people. You, you have a definitely a bigger network for sure. You'd be training with a doctor or a lawyer or an air traffic controller or I don't know, the guy that works at the grocery store, like whatever it is, you'd be training with a lot of different people, which is kind of cool in that sense. I think you'll battle your own judgments as well in that like maybe you're going to spar someone and you might, you, you already have this in your head where like you look at someone and you almost like square them up and you're like, oh man, this guy looks like he might kill me. And then you might end up sparring and you're like, oh, he wasn't that good at all. And then the other guy that you're underestimated, you're like, oh, this guy doesn't like he's going to give me a problem, works you. And you're like, yep. holy shit. So it teaches you that your own judgments, like you might judge someone based on how they look right away. You learn to ditch those. And like, I mean, if you train in, in martial arts, you already know like not to underestimate anybody because you've seen some jujitsu nerd or some skinny lanky guy light you up in sparring or something like mm -hmm. you already know i had that experience i rolled against a bigger guy i don't know i'm 150 so i feel like he was 250 right mm -hmm. and like chubby not jacked right so i'm not trying to be mean yeah and i was like thinking like okay i feel like i'm more athletic than this guy so let's see what happens and i did a little bit of that laziness i told you like i was on my butt a little bit and i was trying to be like whatever Mm -hmm. And he does like a rolling footlock and he like moved so nimbly. And I was like, what am I like? I, I felt like so I was like, fuck, you're awesome. Like, you know, like that came out of nowhere. But I was also just totally underestimating. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good point. That's a great lesson. And then you'll yeah. still do that. Like I still do it from time to time, even like sparring on Saturday. I was like a big jacked guy. I'm like, oh, man, I, I got to be sharp here. Like got to be slipping a lot. I'm going to use my footwork a lot. Little did I know he wasn't that experienced. He gassed out hard. He was just throwing mm. slow bombs. He hit hard, but like 
he was the easiest to avoid. And then meanwhile, like the smallest guy I versed was great. And like the last minute of sparring, he had figured out like all my tendencies, started lighting me up. I'm like, it's crazy how you can still continue to learn. You're like, oh, don't think that that uh, what they look like is going to be how they're like. And it'll continually mm -hmm. teach you that. And that, that's pretty valuable. Too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Right in this world right now, they're like, everybody's trying to teach everybody how to be more tolerant and like less racist. Dude, and, yeah, uh, martial arts will teach you that, man. The yeah. Combat martial arts will for sure teach you. Exactly. And then you're just kind of in it. There's no way I think you can train a martial art and be like, really like racist. It just seems like such a weird, because you're going to be training with so many different types of people. I don't know. I, f I always feel like, like racists, bigotry, all that stuff is just uh, an ignorance or just a less experience with those types of people. Like the more you blend up that melting pot, the better things get. Plus, plus you're learning like Asian shit, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. Asian martial arts, like, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like coming from a particular place. So it's like, dude, you're, how are you going to be racist and eat like Chinese food or, you know what I mean? Like, Indian <laughs> food. like, I, like sometimes I'm like, it all tastes good. You know, like you gotta enjoy it. Something's coming. Like I get stuff that you don't like, but for the mm -hmm. most, it's a balance. Yeah. yeah. But I've been a part of a lot of gyms and I'll say that nearly all of them have been a great experience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so guys we'd love to hear if you uh try out a new gym things that you like that you don't like what's maybe we miss something yeah for a gym like for me proximity was important like i loved the sambo gym but eventually like when i lived in brooklyn like it took me an hour and a half to get there and i was Mm -hmm. like, it's an hour. It felt like hard. I literally walked around the block. I put in Google, I was like, jujitsu gym, like one Sunday morning where I was hungover and feeling like a bitch. And then I, it was like right around the block. I was like, perfect, I'm going. And I ended up loving the people there. So it was just like, it was like the best of both worlds. And that was like the most consistent I ever was a year period. And mm -hmm. get Thank out you. there, guys. Please do it. I, I really think there's something to the current state of the world. And feeling like a little alone or insecure or bored or stressed or a lot of things. Yeah. And there's definitely multiple ways to deal with it. But I, I feel like definitely martial arts is one of the healthier ways of dealing with it that comes with like so many other cursory benefits. I even think you'll improve like the intensity of your focus through it. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think this is a good talk. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.